Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super pumped to be with you. We have a lot of fun football talk to go through. We are going to talk about the preseason AP Top 25 that dropped uh, yesterday, given that you're listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, we have a fun little chat about the Mountain West Conference and how it is better than any other conference west of the Mississippi. Definitely better than the Pac-X. Before we move into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our socials at Loyal2RoyalPod on Instagram and Twitter. We'd like to thank you for all the new followers. We just reached 130 followers for the Woo! first time. We were kind of stuck in the 120 range for a while, so we are happy to eclipse that. Please keep sharing the episode and the post with your friends. Help this community grow. We love you guys. Let's get to it. Let's bull. Go Tigers. That field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! Let's go wild, Let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. I have the ball. We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh, oh, oh. Put his butt down here. Go, 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 go. Okay, welcome in everybody to the best podcast out there if you are a fan of college football and a fan of the BYU Cougars. Number one podcast out there. We just eclipsed 5,000 total downloads for the lifetime of our show coming up on our one year anniversary. Thank you, everybody, for the support that you've given us. Let's keep building this community. Let's keep getting rowdy. Let's keep booing. Yes, let us keep booing. Let us shall. Let, let's shall. Shall we get on with the show? We definitely shan't not. Ooh. Double, double negative. negative. Yeah. I see uh-huh. you there. Uh, speaking of double negatives, college football. What? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Jared, your, your past two transitions have not been great. <laughs> uh, college football begins... In exactly 12 days. I guess technically, now that I'm reading it, 11 days. 11 t- days. 11 days from the time that this episode drops. <laughs> For us, it's 12 days. For, For you, you all, it's 11. It's 11. And only 18 days until BYU faces off with USF in Tampa, Florida. Now that's 18 for you guys. 19 mm-hmm. for 19 us. 19 for us, yeah. So yeah. we're going to get pumped. Just make sure it's not 22 because then Utah fans might get mad. <laughs> Apparently yes. Utah fans own the number 22. Yes, it is theirs. Do not touch it. Sorry, Danny Ainge. You are exiled forever. You're mm-hmm. now Ute. Yep. Uh, I guess. Okay, uh, moving on. Anyway, <laughs> that's pretty exciting. First game, as we all know, we will say this to you literally every episode. Yep. 10 a.m. Mountain, Saturday, August 27th. Austin PA, Western Kentucky. Heck yeah, baby. I cannot wait to watch Western Kentucky. That definitely won't be as good as last year. Nope. Play a random FCS team that just lives for week zero games. Nobody would have ever heard of Austin PA had week zero games not existed. Yeah, and let's be honest. They have a pretty cool logo. They do. It's like this weird, like, Monopoly guy. Yeah. With red and black and gray, and he's got a monocle, but he looks kind of scary. So, uh, they're called the Governors. The governors. So, Governor Cox, shout out to him. Yes. That's the only governor I know. Uh, governor Newsom, but maybe not shout out? 
I don't know. Depends on how you feel. I don't know. That's another governor I knew. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Let's talk about something even more disgusting than politics. Ugh. Let's talk about preseason polls. Oh, don't. Long on this show have we discussed the absolute absurdity of off-season polls. We hate off-season polls. We hate off-season rankings. Unless BYU is included in them. Yes. This morning at 10 a.m. Mountain, Mountain Time... The first AP Top 25 preseason poll dropped. Now, we have some words on it. We have lots of words. Uh, If you're listening to this right now, we're going to give you about three and a half seconds here so that you can go look up the poll because we're not going to just rattle them off to you. No. So, uh, there's that time. Got it? Okay. Okay. Now, let's dive into it. Um, The headliner, BYU 25th. Cracking into the polls. Give it up for all the media out there that put BYU in their polls. Uh, exactly 38 of the 63 voters had BYU in their top 25. I know, which is incredible. This is the first time in a long time that BYU is ranked in the preseason. I don't remember the exact stat. The, or sorry, 2009. 2009 wow. is the last time that BYU was last ranked in the preseason AP Top 25. That is wild. 13 years later, BYU has made its way back to national prominence after multiple 10-win seasons and back-to-back Top 15 regular season rankings. Now, there are a lot of other teams on this list that arguably BYU should be ahead of, (laughs) or maybe not. Who knows? There are a few teams, though, that are surprised. So on this list, who is the team that surprises you the most being here? Okay, there are a lot. Okay. I I think there's an obvious one, um, but I'm going to go with a less obvious one. Okay. Just for, for maybe because it's a little more pertinent to BYU, it's Pitt. Okay. Pitt? Coming in at 17th. Okay. okay. Yes, they won the ACC last year. Mm-hmm. Now, think about what they lost. Kenny Pickett, first rounder, one of the best quarterbacks in college football uh, that was draft eligible last year. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, they also lost Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, ACC Player of the Year. Yep. He was the Blitnikoff winner. Yep. He was the best wide receiver in college football mm-hmm. last year, um, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Now, they also lost, if you thought that wasn't enough, they also lost Mark Whipple, yep. their offensive coordinator. Literally everything good about that team was their offense, and it's all gone. Yep. Yet, they are ranked 17th. Befuddling. <laughs> Absolutely snob-knockering. I don't, I don't even know. I, I need to come up with new words just to describe what I'm feeling on that. <laughs> there are a few other ones that absolutely flummox me. Ooh, good word. That actually is a real word. I didn't even have to come up with that. First of all, it is widely known that this is an anti-Clemson podcast. Yes, very much so. We do not like DG, DJ Ukulele, DJ, DJ? DJ <laughs> like Uga Booga, Uga Lugale. Ukulele? Yeah, whatever DJ's name is. We're big DJ haters. He's starting week one, and they're still ranked number four in the nation. Clemson somehow, some way, after not even like doing anything good last year, I guess they technically went nine and three or ten and two or whatever. Well, it's it's an ACC schedule. It's an ACC Pancakes. ranked number four. Notre four? Dame first year head coach ranked number five, and in to finish off the three ranking stretch at number six. Texas A&M. Or should I say Texas ATM? ATM. Or Texas 8 and 4. I like 
<laughs> Those are both very good and very pertinent. Give me one reason why Texas A&M belongs in the top 25 at all, much less the top 10. Uh, this is what you're going to hear from the media. They have so many good recruiting classes. That's what you're going to hear. Now, what you're not going to hear is that they've been having good recruiting classes for the last 10 years. Yep. And the best thing they've been able to do is go 8-4. and four. They, they started in the top 10 last year. Guess where they ended the year? Unranked. Have, have we seen this before? Yeah. Yeah, we have. We've seen history repeat itself over and over again. Have they forgotten that Jimbo Fisher is still the head coach? As long as he is running the offense, it will be absolutely inept, and it will not be able to compete, especially in an evolving SEC. Yep. So, Texas A&M won 8-4 last year. This um, I think so. Beat Bama. But so that was cool. But They beat Bama, but they also lost to LSU. And, yeah. Yeah. South Carolina, too, I think. South, uh, Mississippi State at Mississippi home. State. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Mississippi mm-hmm. State at home. <laughs> um, now, what was good about their offense? They had a good running back, Isaiah Spiller. That was literally the only good thing about them. Yep. They had like a mediocre defense, right? Mm-hmm. They, they just lost Isaiah Spiller. Who do they have now? They got no one. No one. They got a bunch of five-star recruits bunch that of random are going to go in and make a bunch of NIL money and just... Cannibalize each other, and half of them will be in the transfer portal by the end of the year. Yeah, and who's going to start at quarterback? Could you name a starting quarterback for Texas A&M in the last five years? The uh, last one I can name is Johnny Manziel. I, the only one I can name is Zach Calzada from last year, but it's only because he became such a meme when he was handing out <laughs> donuts to convince more people to come to the Texas A&M games. <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from them, are there any other overrated teams that you see on this list? Uh... Yes. Uh, first of all, Utah at seven. I get why they're at seven. I think they're extremely overrated still. I do not think they are a top 10 team in the nation. I think there are definitely more than 10 teams that can beat them. To Utah's advantage, though, none of them are west of the Mississippi. So because <laughs> of that, they get that number seven ranking. Another one that absolutely befuddles me is Baylor at 10. Mm. Now, I think that's good because we play Baylor. Obviously, we yes. want a top 10 team coming into Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yes. We're not arguing this. We're just putting out some stuff. Questioning it. Blake Shapin starting. Okay, he has a couple starts. Many experts are predicting a regression for Baylor this year. Right. So, I don't know. Why does why do they qualify as top 10? I don't know. And the fact that Oklahoma State is number 12, but they still have Spencer Sanders at quarterback. <laughs> uh, one that also stands out to me is Oregon. I... We did not see anything from Oregon that was good last year. Yes, they beat Ohio State. I that's a hundred percent on Ohio the State. Beginning of the year because Ohio State was dumb. They couldn't defend a, just a run play. It was like pee wee football. And then uh, Oregon goes on. They you know being touted as a physical team and they get gobsmacked by Utah twice in a row. And they lose to Stanford. And they lost to. <laughs> they lost to Stanford. They lost to Stanford. They lost to Stanford. <laughs> Um, so I, I just don't get how they're at 11. They got Bo Nix at quarterback, again, like Spencer Sanders, Bo Nix, same human being, just cut and paste. Uh, so I, I don't know. They seem a little high to me. Um, other than that, it's just kind of annoying how all the teams in the SEC just somehow find a way in Ole Miss, Kentucky, Arkansas, like, okay, yes, they all had pretty good seasons last year, but. Like and and you can make an argument for them to be in the top twenty five. It's just annoying to me to see the SEC get so many teams in. Fair enough. But when you look at this team, we've talked about who's overrated. When you look at this list, who is your lock 
for not being on this list at the end of the year. Ooh. <laughs> so start the year ranked, end the year unranked. Who's your lock? I'm just going to have to go with the classic. Texas A&M. Okay. <laughs> They're not going to finish the season ranked. All right. I'm sorry. They, it, like we've said, uh, it's a classic uh, schnobnockery. Mm. We're just making up words on the go here. Uh, that they start the year in the top five, top ten, and end the season unranked. Now, they play App State out of conference. They play Miami out of conference. And then they you know, play Arkansas, Mississippi State. Going to beat them again. Alabama to start the season. I think Texas A&M is going to be that team. All right. For me, give me Michigan State. Ooh, Michigan good State pick. in the Big Ten East, ranked number 15. They lost Kenneth Walker III. They don't have really anyone else that I can name on their roster. I really think that Michigan State will, will regress this year, will lose games late simply because they're in the Big Ten East, and will fall out of the top 25. I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a very good pick. Um, now, the last question that we have about the AP Top 25. What does it mean? Normally, I would say nothing. Okay. But that's something that haters say that aren't on the AP Top 25 list. <laughs> I will say, the AP Top 25 preseason poll really doesn't matter because it doesn't, it doesn't tell you how good teams actually are. It's just a prediction. It's a complete guess. But being on that list, it's much easier to move up the list than to crack it. Yes. Okay, so if you're left off the list at the beginning of the season, it can be difficult. It will take you five, six weeks to climb your way onto that list. For Clemson at number four, if you're in the top four at the at the beginning of the season, it's hard to fall. So it does make you know upward movement and downward movement. It is a little difficult. So it does mean the AP Top 25 poll starts means something, but don't read into it. It has no more value than what you assign to it. Yes, and, and I agree. I think it sets a, a ceiling and a floor to your team uh, that more or less is kind of true, right? Like BYU, it took them six weeks last season, even though they beat back-to-back two top 25 teams, top 20 teams. It took them six weeks to really get up to like number 15, number 10, right? Yep. Whereas if they had started number 20 and they pulled those things off, you're top 10 easy peasy, mm-hmm. right? Um, think about this year. We start top 25, and we play two top 10 teams. Right? And even though Baylor and Oregon may not end up being ranked at the end of the season, that's going to give BYU a massive boost. You could see BYU as a top 15 team going into Notre Dame, right? If they were to go undefeated up to that point. Here's what I'm going to say. I know the college football playoff committee is going to get a new head this year, right? It's no longer going to be Gary Farda. I mean Barda. Um, Hallelujah. And I don't know if that includes like a whole new slew of characters on the board itself, but we have seen that they don't really pay attention to the AP Top 25. There have been differences that are wild. Like last year, we saw a bunch that were really, really different than what the CFP thought, mainly with BYU, but you know, and, and other things like that. So don't pay too much attention to this because in the end, it's the CFP rankings that really matter. And we won't get those until November 1st. Fair enough. Let's look a little bit forward to week one of BYU football. Obviously, we're going to take a whole episode to preview this week one show or this week one game. But we did want to talk a little bit because news was announced today that is pertinent to that game. Gary Bohannon, the ex-Baylor quarterback, has officially been named USF starter for week one. Now, that's... 
I think we all kind of saw this coming, right? Yeah. When it was announced that he was going there, I think we all just assumed he was a shoe-in for the starting job. And it was kind of surprising that it took him this long yeah. to name a starting quarterback. Um, but here's my question. So he is not... How, how to put this? It's not that he's a bad runner. He's just not as much of a runner as Timmy McClain. Yeah. Now, whether he's better or not, I don't know. But Timmy McClain ran 15 times for 55 yards on BYU. He People were calling him the dollar store Michael Vick, right? Mm-hmm. He was running all over us. Whereas Gabriel Hannon only rushed three times for 10 yards. And over the course of the season, Timmy McClain was more of a running quarterback than Gary Bohannon. Now, whether that was because more of Timmy McClain's skill set or uh, more because of the scheme, that's what I'm excited to see because Gary Bohannon is a clear upgrade from uh, Timmy McClain. If Timmy McClain is a dollar store Michael Vick, then uh, Gary Bohannon is kind of like your Walmart Michael Vick, Hmm. right? So maybe a couple dollars more expensive, bigger, faster, stronger, better arm. So I'm excited to see how that plays out in the quarterback run game. Interesting. I think this is mutually good for both USF and BYU. Ooh. Let me explain this. For USF, I think Timmy McLean is a good quarterback. He does tend to run a lot, though, and does not stay in the pocket and make veteran passes. True. So, when he's playing bad defenses, sometimes instead of waiting for the open receiver, he runs. Relies on and his he gives up, Exactly. He gives up yards. I think Gary Bohannon will be able to pick apart bad defenses because he's a more accurate thrower. Now, for BYU... BYU's defense falls into the category where they can contain Gary Bohannon. Last year, with better athletes, they held him to one touchdown and one interception, only completing about 52% of his passes. Not bad. Really not bad at all. With BYU, we know we love to play drop eight. (laughs) We would not be able to do that about Tim. We would not be able to do that against Timmy McClain because he just waits for our linebackers to keep dropping, then he runs for his seven yards. Yep. Gary Bohannon will not be able to do that. We will be able to contain him. We will be able to defend the pass more. So I think it will be a positive for BYU in that game, but a positive for USF across their entire season. That's an interesting take, and I like that. I think that has a lot of truth to it. I'm excited to see this game played whithersoever the quarterback is. Whithersoever. Whithersoever. I'm just ready for college football. Whomstidif. Whom? Wow, that's a new one. I couldn't even... What did you say? Whomstidif? Nice. I don't, I don't know what, I, what I'm saying at all. Uh, anyway, all right, now time to get into the meat of our episode. Mm-hmm. After this quick ad, we will have a Mountain West preview for you. The last of the conferences that we are doing, and some may say it is the premier conference of the Western United States. This episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast is brought to you by Sunkissed Cherry Limeade. Oh. You heard that right, Sunkissed Cherry Limeade. You know those sodas that you can get for like 99 cents at the dollar store? Sunkissed, that brand? Now they're making a Cherry Limeade soda. It's not actually a limeade, it's just Cherry Limeade flavored soda. But I will tell you, it is absolutely delicious. It is refreshing. One can has 170 calories and only 86% of your daily sugar intake. Only 86%? Only 86%. Wow. Are you looking for one drink to get you almost all the way to your calorie goal? This is the drink for you. Sunkissed Cherry Limeade packs a punch just like BYU's defense will pack a punch this season. Staunch secondary. 
This is a staunch drink. Well, that was something, wasn't it? That was something, I will say. Alright, uh, shall we move into the Mountain West preview? After taking a sip of the staunch drink. Ooh, ooh, let's hear it. Let me make it really loud. Now that's the staunchest sip I've ever had. <laughs> Let's move into our Mountain West preview. The Mountain West, as Jared correctly stated earlier, is the best conference in the western half of the United States. Better than the pack question mark, who even knows how many teams are in that conference. I don't. At least in the Mountain West, I know that it's in the West. It has a mountain. At least yep. I know that for sure. And guess what the divisions are called? The Mountain Division and the West Division. See, that makes sense. Instead of going north and south, dumb little Pac-12. I can't even believe it. And Mountain West, cool logo. Uh, the coolest, I would say. The Big 12 kind of has a pretty cool logo too, but the Mountain West is cooler. No, the Mountain the, West The, the M and the W and it's upside down. Yeah, cool. Yeah, honestly, it's incredible. Ooh, here's a question for you. Ooh, cooler. The old Mountain West logo or the new Mountain West logo? Oh, that's such a hard one. I'm going to go with the old one, though. I really did like the old one. I, I think I'm going to go with the old one, too. The I mountains think that goes on it. most logos. Like, honestly, the old <laughs> version of logos are cooler than the new version of logos. Yeah, true. Shout out to Utah Jazz and the new uniforms. Shout out is usually a good thing. We do not mean it as a good thing nope. this time. It's an awful thing. <laughs> All right, uh, let's kick it off in the mountain division. And let's start with a team in the mountains that likes to fly over mountains uh, that is known for, I almost said Top Gear, Top Gun, the Air Force. First of all, can somebody please tell me why the Air Force Academy was built in the middle of the mountains? That seems like a dangerous place to train people how to fly. Right? You might want to put it like over water or something. I don't know, maybe in like New Mexico or something where it's like all plain and there's nothing you can destroy. Who knows? I guess there's like plain parts of it, of Colorado too. We're not geography majors. Throw that out there. The air, I bet, is thinner up there. That's that might true. have something to do with it. Yeah, fly faster? Better, something like that. Better maybe aerodynamics? Fly slower. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, not enough drag? Oh, maybe, maybe they like go on hikes up the mountains up there and it, it makes them like used to the low oxygen. So Air Force is the win total at seven and a half. How are you feeling about the Falcons this year? Bro, I am slamming this over. Uh -oh. Air Force, 10 and 3 last year. All losses were less by less than a touchdown. They lost a freak show game to Utah State. Utah State came back from like 20 points in the second half, beat them. Uh, they lost to San Diego State and they lost to Army. This year, they are not going to lose to any of those teams. I, right now, do not see them losing a single game on their schedule. This is going to be the group of five team in the New Year Six playoff. Not a single game. Not a single game. Oh my goodness. I see two games that are questionable. Okay. At San Diego State okay. and Boise State at home. Okay. Those are toss-ups, however. I think every single other game, you should win. I'm not too worried about Boise State at home, but they do travel to Utah State and to San Diego State. So I am kind of doubting them winning, like running the table, going 12-0. But there is no way that they win seven games. They are winning eight, nine, probably ten games in my opinion. I'm slamming this over too. It's one of the easiest overs I've ever taken. Yes, their quarterback, Hazik Daniels, this man. He is a monster. And their fullback, they use fullbacks. Air Force, one of the... Best scoring teams, one of the most efficient teams last year, even though they are a service academy. Fullback Brad Roberts, oh my goodness. Now, 
let me just tell you a couple more things about Air Force that I really, really like. They had five brand new offensive linemen last year, and they were the nation's best offensive line. With five brand new offensive linemen. Excuse me? Yeah. Yes, you heard me. Now, they get three back. Three veteran O-linemen. Only two brand new guys. I don't even want to know where that's going to go. Now, the only question mark is on the defense. Defensive coordinator left and linebackers coach is taking over. But, with how much they have coming back on offense, I really expect this team to be very good. Their linebacking core was good, too. Yes. It was very well coached. It's an inner promotion. I think they're going to succeed at Air Force. I think 10 wins is what they will get to. I'm with you. Now, let's move on to uh, a city. Not a state, mind you. Yes. Uh, in, where is it? Idaho? Uh, I don't think that's a state. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I don't know where it is, then. I guess uh, Idaho community? Uh, Commonwealth of territory. Idaho. Territory. Ooh, Commonwealth. I like yeah. Commonwealth. Okay. Daniel might have something to say about that. Yes, he an might. actual Commonwealth person. Mm. Uh, anyway, Boise Commonwealth is our next team. They lost everyone better than them last year. Except for BYU. The game was canceled by COVID. We all know this. Yep. Um, but they lost everyone kind of that was a step above them. They were kind of a mediocre Boise team. In fact, it was their worst year since 1998, going 7-5. and five. That's wild. Anyway, their over-under is set at 8.5, is what I see here. Are you taking the over the under? I do not like Andy Albos. The head coach. The head right? coach. Yep. I think that he is not... You know, he's not as good at, as Brian Harson was, to be quite frank. And I think Boise State will take a step forward from last year, but it will still be a regression from where they were. Their win total set at eight and a half. They play Oregon State on the road to open up the season. Rough. Oregon State is a better team than a lot of people think. They will be playing very hard. They will likely Boise State will likely lose that game. Then you still have to play San Diego State, Fresno, Air Force, BYU, and Utah State. There's no way that you are winning nine games. Give me the under for the Broncos. I think nine is also too much to ask from this team. I think it's possible, but I don't think it's probable. I'm taking the under as well. All right, let's move on over to Air Force's neighbors. We're going to the great state of Colorado, actually a state. Yes. Where we will face Colorado State. Uh, now, this is an interesting one uh, because... Sometimes they show up in uniforms that are not whithersoever closeth to their colors. Sometimes they're pink. Sometimes they're green. Sometimes they're orange. Sometimes they're just white and blue. Sometimes they're like, they were like gray one time. Yeah. So. Makes no sense. Mind you, the easiest way to tell if you're watching Colorado State is to look at the score bug yep. and see if it says Colorado State. Because mm-hmm. you probably won't be able to tell from the logo or colors. Which is sad, because I think their logo is pretty sick. They have a cool logo, Just yeah. like the Rams horns. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice. Anyway, uh, they were pretty <laughs> bad last year. Um, they had a lot of close losses, but they only beat Toledo, San Jose State, and New Mexico. Not a great trio of teams. They're over-under set in 5.5 this year, over-under. I'm going to go with the over. Ooh. I okay. do think that they will win six games and that they will go bowling. Middle Tennessee, that is the make-or-break game for me. If they lose the game... My over will not cash, and it will be an under. But I think they beat Middle Tennessee. They beat Sacramento State. Yep. Nevada's going to be absolutely awful this year, in my opinion. They still have Hawaii at home, San Jose State, also trash, Wyoming, and New Mexico. 
I think they can get to six games if they can. I think they can win six of those seven games. Yeah, give me the over. Uh, interesting that you say that because I'm right with you. I see four definite wins: New Mexico, Wyoming, Hawaii, and Sacramento State, all of which are at home. I think there's two games you should win: uh, Middle Tennessee State at home, at Nevada. Nevada's going to be pretty bad this year, and that gets you to six. Now, they do have a toss-up game at San Jose State as well. Mm-hmm. I think you can win two or at least one of those three toss-up-ish games. Give me that over. All right. Let's move on to the great state of Breaking Bad, Ooh. New Mexico. New Mexico was absolutely awful. Not to be confused with New Mexico State, who was even worse than New Mexico somehow. <laughs> the state of New Mexico is just down bad when it comes to football. Also, that one ref confused New Mexico and New Mexico State. Don't do that. He called New Mexico, New Mexico State, at New Mexico Stadium. <laughs> and all the fans started booing him. And he's like, my bad, my bad. He owned up to it, so shout out to him for actually owning up to it, unlike any other referee in the history of all refereeing. Yep. Uh, looking at you, uh, wasn't it Donahue? Donahue, Tim Donahue. Tim Donahue. <laughs> anyway, their win total was set at two and a half, taking the over or the under on the Lobos. I would like to ask you a question, Justin. Okay. I've asked you this many times on our over-unders. Yeah. Question number one. Give me a reason to hope. Can you? Uh, drug money infused into the program. Ooh. You've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad, haven't you? I, I have. I'm on Better Call Saul on that. <laughs> uh, second one. Show me the wins. Where are they? Versus Maine. Okay, one. One and oh, baby. That's a one. Undefeated starts the season. Hang up, hang up the cleats. Hang All the banner. Season. Cancel the season after beating Maine. <laughs> Where's the next one? Maybe UTEP. Maybe. Okay. Maybe UNLV. Okay. New Mexico State. Those are the only ones that are even possible. Though. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is New Mexico we're talking about. Haven't been good since 2011 in basketball. Give me that under. I was tempted to take the under. I really was. And I think, I don't, I don't know. I was going to take the under, Justin. but I, I might have just talked myself out of it. No. Maine at home. UTEP at home. Then they travel to play UNLV. That's not even like an opposing crowd. <laughs> then they still have Wyoming, which will also be very bad. Yep. And they have New Mexico State. And uh, just, oh, I'm going to hate myself for this, but give me the over. I think they get the three wins. Oh, baby. I'm really going to hate myself for that. I think I need to show Justin a picture of New Mexico's uniforms. Just remind him of the sorrow. Oh, then I will counter... To, much to the chagrin of you and your wife, a picture of Arizona State's new silver piece of doo-doo uniforms. <laughs> we should have a uniforms war. We should. We should, and we'd do a draft of all the college football uniforms. Tell you what, I won't take Arizona State. Have you seen this? Uh, no, I have not. I'll show you a picture after. Okay, anyway, moving on. Uh, let us move to another actual state. Not a commonwealth or a city. No. Utah State. Definitely state. Had one of their best years ever in program history last year. They went eleven and three, won the Mountain West. Uh, they're only lost. They only lost three games. BYU, Boise State, both respectable, and then somehow they lost by twenty-seven to Wyoming. Yep. I don't know how that happened. No clue. But they beat a lot of good teams too. They beat Oregon State, decent team. Wazoo, decent team, and they won at Air Force. Which is a great win. Yeah. Now, despite returning only 49% of production, they did get a ton of infusion from the transfers. Over-under set at 7. Justin, how are you feeling? 
You know, I, I really don't know how to feel about this team. I really do think that they will be good. I, and when I look at the schedule a second time, they play a very easy Mountain West schedule. They get to play UConn, the, fin- the start off the year in week zero. Then they travel to Alabama. So basically the entirety of this win total hinges on whether or not 50% of the team gets injured in that game. <laughs> I think I'm going to take the over on this, though, just because I don't think there are a ton of legitimate teams on their schedule. I think they will lose to Alabama. They will lose to BYU. They will lose to Air Force, and they will lose to Boise State, possibly. But those are the only four losses I can even fathom on the schedule. Their win total is set at seven. I think they definitely get to eight. Yeah, I think eight is the floor for this team. I'm also on the over. Um, I can see seven guaranteed wins on here. San Jose State, at Hawaii, New Mexico, at Wyoming, UNLV, Weber State, UConn. All of those like shouldn't even be a question. You should definitely win those. So dropping one of those to get to six is impossible. I can see them going anywhere nine and three, maybe ten and two if they can yoink one from Air Force. But I think nine and three is probably the ceiling. Eight and four is the floor for this team. Now this is really interesting because uh, my brother, your brother also, going to Utah State. Mom is a Utah State fan as well. Um, I think this team will be better than last year's team. Okay, but I think they're going to have a worse record. Now, I know as a Utah State fan, you're probably not excited to hear that, but I think that's a positive for them because you don't have a sexy record. Teams aren't going to come looking your way to poach your head coach or to poach you know, your good players, but you're still going to have a really good team. You just get a hard draw with the schedule. You play Alabama and BYU, two L's, automatic. Yep. I don't know. I'm excited about this Utah State team and where it's headed in the future. There are two teams you see on your schedule and you just – no, you have to plan to take it now. Alabama and BYU. Yep. This is the only two schools. <laughs> All right, moving on to Justin's favorite, the Toilet Bowl team. Pee-pee-poo-poo University, Wyoming. <laughs> uh, this team, 35% production. Number 129 in returning production. Third to last. Third to last. That's that's pretty bad. Uh, they're over-under set at four and a half. What are you taking? I'm going to slam the under on this one, actually. Okay. I don't think Wyoming is great. I think Wyoming has been struggling, and I think they will continue to struggle, and I think their non-con is not doing them any favors. They play Tulsa, who will be a decent-ish, not really great team, but they'll be in the, they, they won't be a kickwalk. Yep. They play at Illinois week, one, uh, week zero. L. I do think Illinois will be fighting for that. And then they play BYU. There's a, we- there's a couple weird games here and there, but this is how they finish out the season. Utah State, probably an L. Yep. At Hawaii, I think Timmy Chang, Hawaii legend, has put it together at, at Hawaii at that point and okay. can compete with the middle pack of the Mountain West. At Colorado State, probably not a terrible game, but then versus Boise and at Fresno. They have a brutal last five, six games of the year. I do not think that will help them get to the over. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I am also taking the under. The only dubs I see on here are Hawaii, New Mexico, Northern Colorado. You have two toss-ups, San Jose State and Tulsa, but I don't think you're going to win both of those. So give me that under. All right. That concludes the mountain. Let's move to the west. All righty. We got the mountain in the west and the mountain west. I, I love that. Can I just say that? I love it too. We need more of that. We do. But the ACC, Atlantic and Coastal, no, I don't like that. Just Atlantic and Coast. Not Atlantic and Coastal. Yeah. I can see that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Fresno State. 
Fresno they State. are very good. They have a very good quarterback in Jake Hayner. This guy is the definition of grit. See the UCLA game last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lights it up. Uh, this team has an over-under of nine. Yes, you heard that correctly. Nine. What are you taking? So This is a very interesting thing for me because Fresno State, they scheduled a pretty difficult non-con. They play Oregon State. They do get them at home, but then they also travel to USC. They do get UConn, so that's not obviously not that hard, but they do have to play at Boise State. The remainder of their um, Mountain West schedule is pretty easy. Now, I look at it. I think they could very easily start off the year 1-2. and two. Yeah. I think they could really struggle in the non-con, finish 2-2. Two and two. But then, at that point, I think they could very feasibly sweep through Mountain West play or get through it with one loss. I think 10 wins, though, is just a little bit too much given their non-con. I'm taking the other. Okay. And this is the Mountain West. Crazier things have happened, right? They lost to Hawaii last year. That they did. Wild. They had no business even being close in that game. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a weird loss in there somewhere. However, I think they will have a fighter's chance in every single game this season. I think you definitely have your leaning loss at USC, right? Um, which, getting them early in the season might be best because of all the new pieces. They might not have gelled yet. I think that game is winnable, but I'm leaning loss. Oregon State at home, I think those two teams are very well evenly matched. Yeah, they are. Those, I think I think those two teams, that, that's going to be a toss-up. And then at Boise State, I think, is another toss-up. That's going to be a tough game. For sure. They lost at Boise by 26 last year. That's kind of rough. So, I think 9-3 and three is the floor of this team. Okay. Now, do I think they'll go 10-2? and two? No, I think 9-3 and three is what they're going to finish. It's the floor and the most likely outcome. Yes, it is the floor and the ceiling. The whole house is packed into that nine one. 9-3. That 9-3. and three. But, if you had to make me choose, I'm going to take the over. Just okay. because I think Jake Hayner, he's an X-factor. So give me that over. Let's move west, and I mean very far west, to the great state of Hawaii. Oh, the Rainbow Warriors. Are they still the Rainbow Warriors or just the Warriors? Uh, I think they're still the Rainbow I think Warriors, still right? The Rainbow Warriors. The Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii University, a tropical, beautiful place that many teams like to travel to to play and then take a bye the next week so that they can chill there with their team. Their win total is set at three and a half. First year head coach and Jimmy Chang who was a absolute legend at the University of Hawaii, or sorry, Hawaii University. Three and a half, over or under? Uh, no, they are the Rainbow Warriors. They are the Rainbow Warriors. Just double-check that. Good. So, that is going to boost me to take the over. Oh! Yeah! You are an over on Hawaii. Now, listen, game of the year, week one, home versus Vandy. Week zero, excuse me. Yep, week zero. Week zero, home versus Vandy. 8.30, it's pretty... Prime time, CBSSN. Everyone's going to be staying up to midnight to watch that game. Mm-hmm. I think that's a toss-up. I think you win that game, right? Maybe, yeah. It's at Hawaii. Now, I have no idea how or really why. I mean, I guess the travel aspect of it. Sure. But teams usually get there a couple days early, right, to adjust. Yeah. They have a huge home field advantage. They were way more competitive at home than they were on the road. Mm-hmm. Now, given that, I think... 
they can win. I think they can take the over. I think you can beat Nevada at home. I think you can beat Western Kentucky at home. I think you can beat Vandy at home. I think you can beat Wyoming at home. I think you can beat UNLV at home. Now, do they win all of those? Absolutely not. But I think you're winning four. Give me the over. Give me the over two on this Hawaii Let's go. Team. I really like Jimmy Chang. I think that he will do a very good job at Hawaii, especially towards the end of the year as he puts this team together and gets the offense back to the glory that Hawaii once was. And then they get to play Wyoming. They get to play UNLV. <laughs> they get to play San Jose State all after the bye. I think that they can very easily get to this over. Now, uh, one thing about this team. They return 28% of production. That is 130th. Tied for last in the country with our next team, Nevada. Nevada. They return 28% of production, and somehow Bill Connolly has them even worse than Hawaii. So, saying that, they have an over-under of 4.5. Over-under for Nevada. Under? Are you even kidding? <laughs> is that even a question? How in the world is it 4.5? I get that they get Texas State. Texas State is literally one of the worst FBS teams. And New Mexico State and UIW. They could easily start the year 3-0. and Then they go at Iowa, at Air Force, versus Colorado State. Hawaii, I think, puts it together by then. San Diego State. San Jose State, maybe you win that to get the four. Then you finish off with Boise State, Fresno State, and at UNLV. <laughs> In order to get to their over of five, they would have to be perfect. Do I trust Nevada to be perfect? Not in any universe. Like I could sit here, Doctor Strange, going through met, like the entire multiverse, and I would never find the one where Nevada plays a perfect season. Give me the under. Doctor Strange just like, sorry guys, we're screwed. <laughs> just takes off. Doesn't even say one in one in whatever that number was. You yeah, know, he just puts up a fat zero or just walks away. Just walks out the L above his head. Yep, yep. Uh, this team is gonna start three and zero, and not win another game. I guarantee you. They're winning at New Mexico State, Texas State, and UIW. Can't even remember what that stands for. Neither do I. Iwo Jima? Is that too soon? Uh, n- 80 years later? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, anyway, they're going 3-0, not winning another game. I'll look, I'll look it up. Nevada football schedule 2022. All right. What's, what's your guess? If uh, you could guess. UIW? Yeah. Uh, Indiana Worcester. It is the University of Incarnate Word. Oh, Interesting. Can't forget about Incarnate Word, Jared. Cameron Ward at Washington State. Uh, anyway, let's go to a place that is not a state, but we'll allow them to have statehood because they're not from Boise. Mm-hmm. San Diego State. Yep. Now, they had a pretty good uh, year last year. Some say they should have won the Mountain West. The Mountain West Championship game, they're missing like 2,700 people yeah. due to COVID. Uh, but they're a really good team. They do only return 55% of production. Seven and a half is the over-under. Are you taking the over the under? I like this team just because you have to factor in that they have their new on-campus stadium that was built this year. And they will be playing in their new stadium. So True. that boosts home field advantage incredibly because last year, you got to remember, they were playing in Los Angeles, which is like an hour and a half away. Right. Their fans were not traveling. They get Arizona, Idaho State, and Toledo in the non-con. They do have a hard conference schedule as they do have to go to Boise State and to Fresno State, but I think they get to at least eight wins. Give me the over. Yeah, they do have a really rough uh, out of not out of conference, out of division. They drop Boise State and Air Force cross divisional. Thank you. Um, those are two hardest teams. The home field advantage is real. Me and Justin were both at the 2019 BYU versus San Diego State game. 
Those fans are wild. They are. Uh, let me tell you, there's not a ton of them, but they are wild. Yep. Uh, I have this one being a firm over. I think firm over. Okay. They should be favored in almost nine games this season. I think they are going to win at least eight of those. Give me the over. Now let's talk about another San, a less known San, San Jose. Oh. San Jose State University, the Spartans, their win total is set at five and a half. San Jose State has been one of the worst teams in the Mountain West for the past decade, basically. They have been getting a little bit better. Do you think that trend continues, or do they go under five and a half? Um, under. Okay. Slam me that under. Yep. Portland State, UNLV, New Mexico State, Nevada, and Hawaii all should be wins, but I don't think there's another one on there. I don't think so. I think at Wyoming, maybe. Colorado State at home, maybe. But do I trust them to win two of those? No. Five and seven is way more likely. Give me the under. I honestly think that they can get there too. I think six wins, I see it. Yeah. It's there. But it's going to be like, I don't, I don't even know. How do, you, how do you even describe it? They're, they're going to be holding fast to the iron rod. They're going to be on the path and something dumb's going to happen and they're going to walk straight into the great and spacious building. I think San Jose State does this every year. They choke in the long haul because other teams get better, and San Jose State consistently does not get any better. They play a hard schedule. They have to go to Fresno State, to San Diego State, to Utah State, to Auburn as well, where they're just going to get beat up on by SEC big boys, and they'll lose half of their team there. So honestly, I think San Jose State, I'm going to have to go under. I was considering the over just because I did coach San Jose State in one of my NCAA dynasties and led them to (laughs) multiple national championships. But in the real world, San Jose State sucks. Yeah, they do. Also, their stadium is kind of booty. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Uh, All right, under the last team in the Mountain West. This team uh, does not have a stadium. Nope. Uh, They are playing at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, this is UNLV. Unlove. Unlove. And let me tell you, they're not getting any love from me. 2-10 team last year, over-under of 4. What do you have? So, I was originally on the over when the win total was at 3.5. It has since moved to 4 because a lot of people are going with the over, but I do think a 5-win season for this UNLV team is utterly impossible. (laughs) Because they got Cal in the non-con. Cal will actually be semi-decent. North Texas, which I'm very high on this year. And then they just have like a brutal... They play Notre Dame in the middle of the year. Why? Why would you do that, UNLV? It's just, it, it's brutal. I'm Give me the under. Yeah, I'm also going with the under. I was originally on the over as well, but I'm definitely on the under. There are no, no universes in which UNLV wins five games. Give me that under. Absolutely. So, now that we've gone through both the Mountain and the West of the Mountain West, Ooh. who do you have winning the Mountain? Who do you have winning the West? And who do you have winning the Mountain West Championship? Dude, can I just say I love that? Mountain West, Mountain West, Mountain West. Oh, yep. They should all do it like that. The Big Ten should have the Big Division and the Ten Division. <laughs> yes, why not? Uh, anyway, the Mountain Division, I think it's going to be Air Force. I yeah. think the Mountain Division is clearly the better division. Although, both, uh, both, although it's... Fairly evenly spread out. Fresno State, San Diego State in the West. Air Force, Boise State, and Utah State in the Mountain. I'm taking Air Force. I think they're by far the best team in the Mountain Division. In the West, I have Fregno Staple. 
Fresno Fres- State. Fresno Staple. Yep. Fresno State, I think, is also going to be really good. I think both of these teams, actually, are going to be top 25, maybe top 20 teams uh, come November. But give me the Air Force Falcons. Give me that 11-1 record. Give me the NY6 bid for the Air Force Falcons. Well, this is kind of boring. I have the same prediction as you. <laughs> I have Air Force winning the mountain. I have Fresno State winning. Sorry, Fresno Staple mm. winning the West, and Air Force winning it and taking the G5 New Year Six bid. I do think Air Force is going to be good. I don't think Air Force will be able to keep it up consistently over the course of many years, but I do think all the pieces are kind of coming in together, and this is the year that Air Force will fly high. Let's go! I love what you did there. <laughs> the Falcons, baby. The Falcons, and you know, like the Air Force, but like. Yeah, I guess they, they kind of fly too. They should have been just been like the Air Force fighter pilots. Why not? The Air Force Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> Air Force geese. The Air Force roosters. <laughs> Air right. Force Icemen. <laughs> uh, lastly, uh, any parting thoughts before we leave the listeners here? Parting thoughts. The Mountain West is a fun division to watch. I know it gets a lot of hate just because, you know, oh, Utah State's in it and they're so inferior or whatever. Utah State's a decent program. There are a lot of very good programs in the Mountain West. Remember, the Mountain West was undefeated against the Pac-12 last year. The Mountain West is the best conference in the western half of the United States. You should really give more thought to watching those late-night Mountain West matchups. They will not disappoint. Yes, and that's what I love about the Mountain West. They are a fun and exciting conference to watch. Uh, The boring teams are still exciting because it's kind of like the MAC. You never know what's going to happen. They dress in... Pee pee and poo poo. Yeah, or like in the Colorado State game against Utah State, and the the ending was wild, and they like, yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go look it up. But Mountain West doesn't get the love it deserves. Turn them on; they're usually on at like eight thirty on CBSSN every Saturday. Flip it on, enjoy your fix. I love the Mountain West. Any more parting thoughts? No, I'm I'm, I'm good. All right, with that, we will wrap up then. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to join us. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider leaving a five-star review, sharing it with your friends, and please make sure to download. It is what helps us out the most. Check out our Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, where you will find a lot of fun and interactive content. As we get closer to the season, the content will just become more and more frequent, and I promise you will love it. We put a lot of hard work into it. Thanks for joining us. We love you guys. See you next time. Goodbye now. Ra, 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 ra.